Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. My name is Elisa Keaton. All right, listen, I'm going to ask you to put on your big girl and big boy pants before you listen to this podcast. Warning, warning, this podcast is not for the faint of heart. So we might need all the, the, the babies probably need to be taken out of the room. Nothing wrong with the babies. We love the babies. But if you're ready to grow up, and hey, guess what? If you're new to faith and you'd consider yourself an infant, let me just help you out right now. This message probably be good one, a good one to hear because if we're not aware of what is to come, then we might build ourselves a little fortress of comfort in our infancy phase. So yes, this podcast really is for everyone, but you gotta have your uh, unoffendability of the gospel on for sure. I do wanna see you grow in faith. I do wanna see you grow in godliness. As Timothy says, physical training, some value, but godliness, eternal value. And it takes training for sure. You know that all these podcasts are aimed at doing that. Uh, I, you know, and even in the whole podcast, I forgot the whole scripture that we're basing this on is Matthew 7, 24, when Jesus says, whoever hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Today's podcast is about practice, practicing the gospel, how you do that. I share with you my own personal story of how God has met me and dealt with me in in this concept of practicing the humility that it's taken uh my my sweet husband oh that husband of mine listen he's not perfect but he is definitely the man for me (laughs) um how we practice this in our family and it really is something to watch the the kingdom continue to grow in our family and inside of each of us individually So this is a podcast to share with those that are ready to grow up. In the meanwhile, don't forget, we have, um, ooh, this is a little little shout out for the next two days. So depending on when you listen to this podcast, our Wayless to Feed More at-home program, which is our eight-week Bible study, it's it's intense. If you were in the Little Way Challenge, the Little Way, our fitness challenges challenges are like appetizers. This is a meal eight weeks way less to feed more it's actually going to be published by tyndale publishing in august so this is the last time we'll ever do a sale on way less to feed more before it becomes um a book form and and changed in some ways <coughs> so you could do that for 29 dollars. you can purchase usually 65 for 29 dollars. you and i can go deeper Mo- uh, weekly videos are included teaching bible study it's just a whole lot of what you get here in greater measure and you can do that by using the coupon code capital little way all in capitals it also might be the little way all in capitals so forgive me it's the little way or little way all in capitals and you can use that coupon code other than that we sure hope to have you on mission with us as a revwell tv partner uh, for ten dollars a month it's our gift back to you is our revwell tv so where these revving the word podcasts cannot go revwell tv does All right, friends, I am so grateful. Thank you for letting me do hard things with you and um, you help me become a better lover of Christ. So my goodness, I'm so grateful. Enjoy this podcast. Peace. We 
we're going to do some hard work today. Are you ready to do hard work? Listen, always think of me, and when you see me, just think of me as your personal trainer for the inside of you. And I promise, I'll talk about the outside as well, but if I get a chance to train you and the inside at the place that you could, you could all say, no, no, no thanks. You don't have permission to go there, Elisa. No, that would be too hard. That'd be too painful. Just tell me what to eat. Just tell me how to move my body. Just tell me how to get to the goal. Well, I can't. To do that, I would be, I would be giving you half, half the truth. I'd be giving you, you know what I'd end up doing is setting you up for failure, which I, I long term, I want to see you go long distance all the way because as you've heard, life is a marathon and it's not a sprint. Hi, Mary. Hi, you guys, as you're coming in. So I'm going to spend some time with you. So do you, okay, first of all, right now, um, if you need to pull over and put on your big girl or big boy pants, go do that. If you're at home with your kids, say mommy's got to excuse herself. Uh, Dad's got to excuse himself. I got to go put on my big boy pants. Like go put them on because this is not for the faint of heart. The training that we're going to do today about increasing, growing in faith. You know, I think we like to think, hi, hi, you guys, as you're coming in. Hi, Marianne. Hi, Melinda. I think we like to think God would just do faith to us, that faith would just happen to us. It does come to us, like it comes upon us, but it grows in us. It wants to happen through us. And that requires humility, teachability, availability, faithfulness to keep getting up. When you fall down, every one of us, we fall forward to get up and go again. I, pr- I promise you, you don't really want thinner thighs. You don't really want six-pack abs. You think you want those. All those, those are, those are trinkets and toys. They're little things, and I'll tell you, because I've had them. I know them. I can have them today. I've had them. I may have them right now, but they're not that important to me because it's a byproduct of a well-lived life, of a life of making the best decisions. And here's what I also need to say before I go any further. Ah, yes and amen. Um, life is not about having, being, even, life isn't about fitness. I saw my brother Jimmy Pena posted something it was a, a, up on Instagram and it was a, 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 you know, a social media post. And it said, to him who has the muscle at the end of, the most muscle at the end of their life gains nothing. Amen? To him who has the most muscle at the end of their life gains nothing. Okay, granted, it's good to have good muscle tone. Yes, I want to have some flexibility and some strength and all that. That's all great. But it's not the end purpose. And I'm telling you right now, hear me when I say this world is setting you up to believe the lie, to worship created things rather than creator God. Read Romans 1. If you have your big boy and big girl pants on, go read Romans 1. If you can get past Romans 1, you're my people. Because it'll leave you scratching your head a little bit and going, oh my word, Um, this is difficult teaching. And yet my soul says, yes, (laughs) yes, I... I agree with this, but this is really hard. And Jesus, the teaching of the gospel, it's not comforting all the time. It's quite confronting. But when we're confronted, we have the comforter. We're really attracted to comfort. And we think that having beautiful this or that or, you know, and hear me, God's not against beautiful thing. He loves the body. He's designed it to be very beautiful. It's a wonderful creation. But when we start to predict and demand one type of beauty, we're in trouble. If we start to 
predict or demand that anyone should have this. And we do, you know, throw uh, nets over all people saying this is how it has to be. We're in trouble. The only net you will find from me is I'm a fisher woman of men and women. Like I love to fish for God's people. They're the ones out there going, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, drowning i'm i don't know if i can do this one more day or they're just independently going their own way lighting their own torches creating their own path which just it's pride and i only know it because i've done it let me just say i know pride and i know i can still do it it's still in me when i think i'm right when i think i know the way when i think so all i'm here to do is to say Hey, there is some problems. Like there are some things that we, if our hearts are untended to, we can grow into crazy places. But if we allow our hearts to be trained in faith, I promise you, your life will become more whole. Your body will be what it needs to be. Your bank account will fall where it needs to be. But God needs to be God first. Amen? All right, so we are going to train faith today. This is all about increasing our faith. Before I go any further, I want to make a few announcements. First of all, everyone, Platoon 18 starts today. So Revelation Wellness Instructor Training, that's my end goal. There's only one me, and I don't. nobody needs more me. I need more you guys out on mission proclaiming this good news gospel through the modality of fitness. And that's what we do in our instructor training. So if you are in Platoon 18... You can go ahead and put that up and let us know because you are counting down the hours. I'll be seeing you in five and a half hours as we kick off tonight's class. There's still room if you want to get in Thursday's class. There's still, literally, we take people in the very last minutes. They're just sliding in <laughs> and we say, safe, they're in. But man, it's like crazy. How? Why do you guys do this to yourself? That's my question. Why do you torment yourself when you knew like maybe two weeks ago you needed to sign up, but you just... Whatever. I know it's it's warfare. I know. Love is war. So well done. So that's happening tonight. Oh, look, Ashley, Jennifer. So good. Laura Frank. Awesome. Welcome to the family. So they're going to be going deep tonight. Revelation Wellness Instructor Training. Also, okay. Okay. This is really important. All right. Listen closely. Pod, I'm podcasting this. Listen closely. Um, you can get way less to feed more at home right now, which is a $65 eight-week all comprehensive Bible study wellness program, which usually is $65. You can get it for the next, I think, 48 hours because it's been about a week now. Um, we've made it available to our people that finished the Little Way Challenge, but now we're making it, anyone can do it. So if you go and purchase that at the website, revelationwellness.org, workout plans, hit that tab. Um, the at-home program is usually $65. You can get it for $29. Is eight. Um, it's we say way less, our fitness challenges, our appetizers. This is the banquet meal. This is the big one. This keep your boy, big boy and girl pants on. But I promise you, the mate, the freedom that people get. Um, if you've battled your weight, if you've obsessed about your body, if you've neglected your body, if you feel like you um, cannot get out from under that, that is a program we want you to go through. Twenty nine dollars. It's for eight weeks and. We'll go deep together. Use the code LITTLEWAY. Capital, all capitals, LITTLEWAY. If you put that in, that's your coupon code. It'll take you down to $29, okay? And I, it's, 
I'm pretty sure it's Little Way. If it's not Little Way, it's The Little Way. So try one of those. I don't want to get it wrong, but I know it's Little Way. Maybe with the The, maybe not. All capitals. All right. And then finally... If you are looking for me beyond this page, I'm going to be back in the RevWell TV challenge pages so you can become a monthly partner with us for as little as $10 a month. And you are sending us on mission as we raise up fitness missionaries to go out. All kinds. I mean, yes, we have all our instructors are called to different areas, but our ambassadors go into hard-pressed communities. Um, those that are coming out of sex trafficking, uh, those that are in um, homeless shelters, we have women, um, children um, that uh, in marginalized communities that we have instructors go in and work with. We have in Mariana works down in Mexico with special needs kids. Oh gosh, Vivian Hall over in the women's prison. Like that's what we do. Just, I ain't interested in fitness for, here's what I'm not interested in. Fitness for the Christian that wants to put a bumper sticker that says, my body's a temple. Okay. That's great. Then what? <laughs> like, if it's the temple, then get out. Like, if you're the church, go out and use that temple to love, to, to heal a hurt, to meet a need. Like, get out there and do, get your hands dirty. Don't just get into a museum and say, look how beautiful my body is and Jesus helped me make it so. No, like, go do something with that. Amen? Can I get an amen in Facebook world? Please. Like, What's the point? I told the Lord I would not do this fitness call. I would not do this ministry unless it made an impact on the world like crazy. Not just a bunch of people competing and telling people how now they're fit. Like our bodies are an extension of what's going on inside of us. The gospel is alive and well in me. Then it'll get expressed through me. Let me say that again. If the gospel is alive and well in me, then it is going to get expressed through me. And that's all my body is for. Amen? Amen. Okay. All right, let's go. Everyone ready? I really like this story because, um, or this, this is literally, I don't teach you anything that I have not been taught myself and that the Lord has not wrestled me to the ground with many times. So let me give you a little context for this. Growing in faith. We all come as infants to Christ. Do we not? We're told that. Paul says that you you guys are all drinking milk, but it's time to eat meat. Like there's spiritual milk and then there's growing up and maturing. We are all called to grow up. Uh, I'll do a little side story. My uh, my daughter, I was asking her about, hey, who are the cute boys at school? And, you know, who's, who, who you know, she's in middle school. So they all, the, the boy thing is happening. So I just like to have that conversation with her. And I, and she says, ah, um, oh, there's just nobody, you know, nobody's really, she's not interested in the boys. There's nobody really, whatever. No, I'm not, I don't think anyone's really cute. And I said, well, who do you think is going to become like a really great guy? Is there one that you think is going to be, um, like when they get older, when they get to high school, do you kind of go, that could, that could be a cool kid. And she goes, oh, do you mean who's, that's a glow up. Who's a glow up? And I said, what? She goes, yeah, glowing up. So they call it like, not now, but in the future, they're really going to glow up. And I love that. I'm like, yes, that's how the Lord sees us. He calls us to glow up, like grow up. There's something in you. And as it matures, it will come out of you. And you are going to be a catch <laughs> for the world. The world is going to be like, I like being around that person. I feel more myself when I'm with them. That's a glow up. Okay, side note. <clears throat> so we all come to Christ. And he, it's his intention to, to glow us up. He wants us 
listen, he wants to give you, he wants to have you be a leader. He wants people to look towards you to be like, to teach them so that others, now don't, I always say this, don't keep your eyes on others. Our, keep your eyes on Christ and others will just kind of follow uh, as you're glowing up because they're following the glow. They're going, what's happening? Like Moses with the veil, right? But we're all kind of broken. Our hearts are a little twisted up and inside out. So what do we do with that? How do we increase in faith? So let me share this story. I was probably about, gosh, um, a year and a half ago now. I mean, I've been following Christ. I would say I'm a believer since the age of 14 and I'm 46 years old now. But I really did not come to Christ, like come to him on my knees, desperate, like something's got to change in my life, right? And that really is the beginning. You come to Christ to hear when you're ready to hear, when you're desperate to hear, when nothing else is working anymore and you're like, I can't, I can't take myself anymore. Amen? Anybody here? I just can't, like, I can't take more of me. God, if you're real, do something. So when I was about 26, 27 years old, so almost 20 years ago was really when it began. But it's been series. I have grown up. I have grown up. I have grown up over and over. And like you've heard, it's like the onion that you just keep peeling and peeling. But something happened a year and a half ago to me that I promise you it changed not only how I grow and how I increase, but the pace at which I increase uh, and the ability, the strength that I have to do it. So get ready. Get your pen and paper out. I'm not kidding. This is going to be what you need. I promise. But are you willing to take the challenge? So I became aware through a long story, and, and I'll probably do a story on this because it had a lot to do with my gut health, right? Um, I'm going to release a podcast talking about gut health. It's a long one, but I'm going to release it soon. And then I'll probably share my own story. But we carry a lot of crud in our gut. We carry a lot of emotion, a lot of feeling, a lot of fear, a lot of stuff. My gut was not well. It's where a lot of autoimmune disorders happen too or kind of can stem from our, our gut or they're just in our bodies. It's kind of locked down because I've, I was a woman who overcame abandonment and rejection and fear. I was a woman who would say, if a man would just love me, then I would be complete. I believed the lie that if this, then that. <laughs> if only, then I will. Instead of God just trying to get my heart completely turned over to him. So about a year and a half ago, it became apparent to me through some fasting and through some like, I was just had, there's some health that I knew God was dealing with. I was reading in Roman, uh, I'm sorry, Acts 8 and I'll, again, I'll go more into the story, but God put his finger on the fact that Elisa, brace herself now, nobody likes to hear this, no woman especially, but as I was desperate for God to heal me, what was going on? Not just with my gut, but emotionally, things inside of me were kind of stuck and like, what is going on, God? Why am I stuck? Stuck. Anybody? You know that place. And that's where you can't grow anymore. You're like, I've hit my wall. I can't seem to break through. I'm stuck. And I'm telling you, if you're there today, you're on holy ground. And we're going to pray at the end. And I promise you, God will speak to you. Get in his word though. That was where I got my breakthrough as I was in his word. And the word jumped out at me as if it was spotlight. This is for you. Honk, honk, honk. Don't go any further. I'm speaking. I'm speaking. And it was... The fact that I was a bitter woman, bitter, like the Lord said it to me. And I've said this before, only the Lord, I'm going to cry, only the Lord can say to you a hard word 
a, conf- a, a convicting word and comfort you at the same time. Right? Come on now. You know I'm preaching. Because if my husband tried to tell me I was a bitter woman, mm-mm, that ain't going to go well. If anyone tried to tell me I was bitter, that is not going to go well. I got a whole lot of defense weapons for that. I got a whole lot of reasons why, oh, you're bitter. If I'm bitter, then you're bitter. Like, right? Like, I know how to fight. I know how to kung fu that one. But when the Lord tells you, you go, oh my, you just fall to your knees. And your half, your wind is taken out of you because it's true. It's the truth. And then the other half of the wind is put back in you because the truth sets you free. Amen? So you're like, oh my gosh, you just feel like you can't, you just can't even stand up on your feet. But then at the same time, you're not supposed to because you're on holy ground. So God is saying, he only reveal what he reveals, he heals. If he reveals it to me, he's going to heal it. I was not aware that I was a bitter woman. And a lot of that had to do with my gut, like unforgiveness, disappointment, um, expectations, should ofs, like just, I carried a lot of weight, which by the way, sets up for religion really well. I knew how to do religion. I knew how to carry my books of the laws. I knew like this, if I do this, then God does that. If you, right, I talked about that. If then, then that, right? If this, then that. I knew how to do that. But bitterness just starts to accumulate because you had expectations that it was going to happen this time or it wasn't going to happen or how God should do it. I mean, I was, and ultimately I was bitter against God. I had some residual bitterness against God against his timing, against a lot of stuff. And it was just, I didn't know it was there. Okay. So there's the first thing (laughs) was, let me, here's the thing. If you want to grow in faith, one, step one, be willing to get found out. You got to be willing, you got to like rend your heart. You got to know when you are at the hardest part of your life with your marriage, your kids, whatever it is, you got to be willing to hit the mat like open your chest and say, God, what is it in me? What is it in me? Because friends, that's why this ministry, hang out with us if you want to glow up because I get the privilege and if you're willing to train yourself, don't worry about your husband. Don't worry about your kids. Don't worry about your the number on the scale. Get your eyes off of all that and go, what's going on with me, God? What's going on? Be willing to be found out. Be willing to be exposed. That's like number one. And that just takes humility. Amen? So let's talk there. That's why I said, you will not. And he says that. His word tells us, he will give grace to the humble, but he opposes the proud. He will give the the humble, say, okay, God, I'm stuck. I can't love these people. I feel scared. I'm afraid. Whatever it is. That's why you have to be sober. Your feelings are not bad. Your feelings will get your feet to move in the direction of your faith or your fears. You get to choose. But if I use my feelings to put me in the direction of faith, that means God, expose me, show me. So be willing to be found out first thing if you want to increase your strength. So from that, the next thing I did, I was found out. But here's what I I laid on that ground. I was like, oh my gosh, just wept, like wept. Nobody wants to be told they're a bitter woman. It was so sad. And then in the thought, I was aware of like, Oh my gosh, I probably, this is why I've been so hard on my husband. Like, this is me. Like, it's me. You just become very aware. Like, this is in me. And so I got in my car because I was at the gym and I got in my car and I drove straight home 
And my husband happened to be here in this office and he was sitting right there on that couch. And I remember just going, oh my gosh, I need to talk to you. And he put his stuff aside and I just began to confess to him and I told him everything that the Lord had showed me and how I am a bitter woman. Like I've been holding this and this just goes all the way back. It's not you. It's, it goes all the way back to my father and uh, friendships and just things that fell out through the years. I'm holding all this and God really wants to cleanse me of it. So what did I do there? I confessed. That was the next thing. First I was found out. Then I was willing to confess because when I'm found out is when I go, oh my gosh, how am I doing this to other people? How have I been, how have they been victims of all this? And I had no idea this was in me. This was rotting me from the inside. So to come home and confess it, right? Already, I'm already, I'm already, I'm so unpopular. I don't give you the popular stuff. Like the popular stuff would tell you to memorize some scripture maybe and, you know, go and just praise and worship him and claim a verse like no there's stuff in us like get it out God get it out of me it's in me I participate out of my mouth comes everything help me so in the humility I could confess it I have to bring it in the light for uh, it's in John that it says if we live in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship with one another so I was it was revealed to me so now in order for me to have fellowship, covenant with my husband, I had to go home and confess it. Let me restate that. Did I have to? No. Did I want to? No. But do I know that that brings me into covenant again with my husband? Yes, I know that. That's the gospel. I had the honor of serving him the gospel, of serving him the truth about me because then I'm set free and he's set free. Okay, confession. That's the second thing. Now, here's the big one. Okay, okay, all right, this is exciting. I'm actually, hey, you can share this pod, share this now, that's awesome. But tomorrow on Two Minute Tuesday, I want you to share Two Minute Tuesday because this is what I'm talking about tomorrow. This is the big one. Okay, this is the beautiful one. This is the one. I could have said, okay, thank you for the confession. Will you forgive me? Okay, great. But no, here's what I did next. And honestly, I didn't even know I was doing it and I'm going to cry <laughs> because it just came out of my mouth. And I confessed it and he just was like, wow. <laughs> Okay, and so I asked for forgiveness. I need you to forgive me. Like, would you forgive me for being better? Like, God is going to help me on this and I'm going to work this out. And he was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing what like confession and repentance and forgiveness can do. I mean, come on. You want to turn up the kingdom volume in your home? Turn up confession, repentance. Do that. Like that just that just squashes the enemy. He can't stand that. He wants you to stay in the darkness. He wants you to stay in pride. He wants you to stay resentful, harden your heart. And that's just not how God works. He just goes, all of it. Let's go. Come on, let's get it all out. It's like I was on the operation table. But here's what I said next when I asked for forgiveness and he said yes. The next thing I said was, okay, now, will, help, will you help me practice this? Will you help me? I need your help. Help me practice. Help me practice kindness. Help me practice blessing. Help me practice if you see me starting to become sharp. Whew. Come on now. Women, where are you? If you see me becoming sharp, will you kindly tell me? Because I don't know. Am I crazy? Amen? 
I don't know. I just do it because that's what I do. I'm right-handed, so I just do right-handed. But when God shows you something new, it's left-handed. I don't do this well, so I'm going to need your help. Will you help me practice? That's what the family of Christ is for. We are here to help each other practice. We're a team. No team goes to the Olympics without practicing and practicing. Like you eat, sleep, train. This is those shirts, you know, eat, sleep, train, dirty, whatever. Eat, sleep, and practice this gospel. Work it out day after day. We're practicing. So that's my third thing. Not just confess, but now ask for, ask them for help. Confess, I'm going to, I need help practicing this. Will you help me practice? If you see me go swerving right, will you help me correct? Now, once you say that, you have to be willing to be accountable to the message in return, the feedback, the feedback. Oh, that's a whole nother thing of increasing in faith. Are you willing to receive feedback? How, ugh, how does it feel? Last week, my team was in town from all over the United States. Like I said, we have a team, virtual team, mostly, not virtual, they're real people, but they, we do, we work virtually and then we came together for our yearly summit, which is amazing. And um, there was one time that we were doing some team development and just, uh, you know, growing as a culture, growing as a, a people on mission. And there was a moment we had some speakers come in to train us and they asked about like the real work environment. Okay, so don't tell us the make-believe work environment. What's it really like to work here? What's it really, what are some of the things? Some of what's, Give us the hard stuff. And I remember saying and looking to my team saying, say whatever you need to say. Like it even, like, oh, I could cry now because I don't know what's in me that could say that because that hurts because you just know you're ready. But I just said, don't hold back. Say whatever you need to say. Why? Because I want fellowship with them and I need them to live in the light. And if they're in the light and I'm in the light and we are with the light, we're going to have fellowship. I didn't hire these people to just spend some money to do nothing. I want change. I want increase. I want growth for them personally and for the mission corporately. So go ahead and speak. And they did. <laughs> and it was that as I listened, let me tell you, Woo! I was like, okay, Lord, okay. Like, because the idea, you know, that I'm responsible or that this is your fault is the perfect place for the enemy to go, and that's your fault, and that's your fault, and that, right? Because he doesn't rest. There's no rest for the wicked. So as they're saying truth, which is just honest truth that I'm inviting in, of course the enemy is going to try to clobber me in responsibility and you're not good like I'm welcoming name calling in a sense right but I'm I'm fighting it because I know that they're doing truth and love so as I'm sitting there all I heard you guys and I heard every comment they said as my heart would start to race towards that lie of you're responsible all I heard was God's voice saying you're doing a good job you're doing such a good job you're doing such a good job over and over I could just hear as my flesh and my pride got afraid. I could hear the Lord, you're doing such a good job. You're doing such a good job. Oh, so I could take the feedback because I'm doing a really good job. I'm doing a good job. I'm doing the very best that I can. So feedback becomes a wonderful thing, especially in the family. So hear me, parents. Your kids 
are the best feedback. Embrace it. Ask them, how am I doing? Ask them for feedback. Practice with one another. Practice with the left hand. Do what doesn't feel comfortable. That's kingdom. Do what doesn't feel comfortable. And the comforter will come and guide you into all truth for your family, your family's family for generations. The world is constantly giving us this clue and that clue. Do this, do that. And I so humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you high. He will lift you up. He'll increase you in faith. Practice. And then my final point before I wrap this is, (coughs) excuse me on that cough. Ask God for the plan. So confess, right? Well, first be found out, then confess, then ask for help. Ask for permission to practice. Permission, may I have permission to practice this? And then third, ask the Lord for a plan. Because it's one thing to say, okay, I'm going to practice. I'm going to practice this. That's like saying, I'm going to go to the gym on Monday. Okay. Well, you have to actually go. <laughs> you got to go. And when the alarm clock goes off and you don't want to do it and you come up with every reason not to, that's when the rubber hits the road. That's when will we increase in faith. It says in Hebrews 4 that Abraham grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God. Glory means weightiness. It's like the heavy, the heavy stuff of your life. You're to give it to God. So when the alarm clock goes off and you feel heavy in bed and you don't want to get up, you can increase in strength by saying, God, I give you my body. What would you have me to do? He'll let you know. And it's often the left-handed thing because our right hand wants to go, oh, you can just stay asleep. I love you. But if you were already asking for practice, hey, it's time to go to practice. Let's go. I know it's not going to feel good for the first minute or two minutes. Just get your shoes on. Get ready. Let's go. We'll get to practicing. I have never, ever heard a person say, I regret not doing what I know I should have done. (laughs) No. You know you should do it. You go and do it. You practice. It doesn't, you're not perfecting it. It doesn't have to be. That's why I tell people, just get up and move a little bit. Invite the Lord to sustain that movement. If it's 10 minutes, awesome. If it's five, awesome. It might turn into 40 minutes, awesome. He wants to be God. And he can sustain and direct that momentum in which we go. So ask God for a plan. Faith doesn't happen to us. Faith happens through us. Faith doesn't just, he doesn't just sprinkle it on us. I now have faith. Whatever you have as faith, it's already been done in you. Something in your broken heart got put back together because of the hope of the good news of the gospel. Now it's in you and it wants to move through you. I wish podcast people, you could see me. I'm doing the snake right now. Like move through you. That's what God wants to do. What do you think? Are you willing? Growing in faith, you got increase in faith, increase. You can do this. <laughs> and again, if you don't have family, do you have one friend? And if you don't have a friend, join RevWall TV. Come back into our challenge groups. We'll help you out. 
we will help you out. There are plenty of coaches and loving people back there to say, hey, how's it going? How'd you practice today? So let me make this very practical for me. Um, Recently, I've been practicing patience. Because love is patient and love is kind. Love is patient. Love is kind. I... I like I like I feel like I'm a pretty kind person but I have a lack of patience. So if I'm not being patient, I can't even access my kindness. So that's weird. So I'm kind of stuck going, "Oh, I'm not very patient." <laughs> All right, God. We're going to train patience. And you know what that means? You know what that means? Get cue the scenario for Elisa to be frustrated. Cue it up. Let's go. She's practicing. It's like a person is going to learn to hit the fastball. The pitcher goes, all right, here comes the fastball. And then you throw the ball. And then it's to be, hey, why'd you throw the ball so fast? Well, you asked me to train you in a fastball. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Okay, let's practice this again. Patience. Patience. So I'm cued up. And my plan to practice patience, honestly... Um, I've learned to take more time, slow down, and breathe. That's been a big practice for me is just breathing. So practicing the presence of patience, practicing stillness. What does it feel like to just sit and be patient and wait? Because I'm a doer. I like to make things happen. So to practice patience feels like doing nothing, which is really hard for me. So I'm practicing that. Um I even put it on my phone. I put, I mean, I did last Two Minute Tuesday was about breathing. I'm still doing it. I still love it. And I know God's making space for me in that. Um, kindness. Let's say if it was I want to practice kindness. Honestly, you have to like create some, ask the Lord what it is. What would you, you he'll tell you. What could I do to practice kindness, God? Maybe it's just write a note to your husband and put it on the mirror once a week but here's the thing about goals they have to be <clears throat> attainable me- measurable <clears throat> and accountable to them you have to be able to measure them to some degree right so that's why i measure it with like three times a day i practice breathing whether or not it's just i know i'm practicing patience it's not that i'm pra- so it's not like a religious thing i'm going through it's like i am practicing what stillness feels like what it feels like to slow and wait Um, Same thing with kindness. I need to practice. What does it feel like for me to write a letter to my child or say something kind or whatever that is? Amen. It has to be it has to be measurable to some degree. That's why we spend so much time measuring food and measuring our weight and measuring things that don't matter. No matter. What if I spent more time weighing my heart and going, how am I doing in kindness? How am I doing in patience? Okay. How can I make a measurable goal to work on this? Now, here's the deal. Kingdom goals, you never fail. You you never, like, that's the problem is we take our worldly mentality into a kingdom goal and then we start to go, well, why am I not seeing a change? Why this? Why that? When we've taken our eyes off of Christ and we put it on the goal. Don't do that. Just keep your eyes on Christ. Enjoy him. Keep bearing your heart to him. Keep letting him go back to the beginning. Expose yourself. God, how am I doing today? So I've talked about, um, Christina Black Gifford talks about, talk to your heart like it's your friend. Heart, how are we doing today? What's going on in my heart? Oh, I have some envy. Oh, comparison, jealousy. Hmm, okay. Then you're exposed. <coughs> then you can ask, have I, have I leaked out on people? If so, then you can go clean it up. Confession, forgiveness, please forgive me. I want to practice this. 
and around the gospel circle you go. When we do circles in the gospel, we're not on the surface. We're just going deeper and deeper and deeper. We're just drilling down. So when it feels like you're like, I have practiced this before, you're never in the same spot you were in yesterday. You're actually going deeper and deeper and deeper. And the layers of the onion keeps peeling and peeling and peeling. I think we need a new metaphor than an an onion. I don't really like that one because one, they make me cry. Two, what do you do when you get to the center? Like it's got to be something really good at the center a gift how about that you just keep anyone ever had those gifts that they just package them and they're huge and you get down to that diamond ring in the center whatever it is just keep unwrapping you're getting deeper you're getting closer to the core of who you are and who he's created you to be (coughs) all right i'm gonna pray and then i'll answer some questions Lord Almighty, I'll need some reading glasses to do that. All right. We're going to pray for breakthrough. We're going to pray for increased strength. We're going to pray for courage for you to do this. We're going to pray for family to be family. Okay. All right, Lord. So, Father God, we thank you that this is your idea, God, um, that we would come together as family, Lord, and grow and glow up as we come to you, God. You are the God of movement, Lord. You do say, pick up your mat and walk, God. That we don't sit and stare at the pools and say, if then, then that, God. Or we don't uh, barter or negotiate our love with you, God. You've spoke it, you've said it, and so it is, Lord. So I ask, Lord, that the power of your Holy Spirit through the revelation of your word, you would help us heal, God. Heal us. Show us where our hearts are broken, God, and rend it open and heal our hearts, Lord. I ask for hearts to be made whole in Jesus' name. I ask for courage to look at their hearts under the microscope with you, God. I ask for revelation, Lord, things that they could never find out before because of today, because of this podcast, because of what they're hearing, God, you would reveal to them. Pray their word, the word would open, God, that people would open up your word and their eyes would fall upon the places of the word that will um, highlight and spotlight, God, what it is you're trying to say. We thank you that your word tells us that you reward those who earnestly seek you. Earnestly, meaning diligently, day after day, God. And we will not believe the lie that just because the breakthrough hasn't come does not mean it's coming or it isn't coming, God. We thank you that you are making all things new. You call us a new creation, that the old is gone and the new is here. God, we thank you that things are going to be left-handed for us. We thank you that we need training wheels. We thank you that we need accountability and people to partner with us, God. Make your church healthy and whole to partner, to practice this, God. We want to be a people living authentic, Christ-like lives, God. And we can't do it without you. So Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come and bring freedom to our hearts, freedom to our minds. Courage for the days, Lord. Courage and a kindness. God, I pray for families. I pray families would get real bold. I pray for the husbands, the wives, the moms, and the dads to get real bold, Lord. And whether the family is together or broken apart, that if just one rises up and says, we will do courage and kindness here. We will do feedback. We will be optimistic people who encourage and call out the gold in one another while removing the dross, the dirt, the rot that shows up, God, that we would help wash each other well, Lord. Yeah, God, we ask for healing, wholeness, 
increased faith as we give you glory. God, I pray for bodies now. Always will I pray for bodies, Lord. I pray you would manifest healing, autoimmune disorders and disease in Jesus' name. You cease. We're on to you. Gut health restored, God. I pray for um, Crohn's disease in anywhere, God, where we've been stuffed and stuck, God. Move things now through the power of your word. I pray for any of you that do have this, where you have, um, you're stuck, like it's either your joints or it's in your gut or wherever it is, that you'd open the word and the next word that you fall upon will release as you proclaim faith over your body. And then it releases and removes that disease or illness in Jesus' name, God. We thank you that we don't have to over think or manipulate your word god we just claim it by faith by faith abraham believed and so he inherited god and so do we we love you god we're grateful that your word rings true and you're not turning back on us at ever <laughs> keep our feet moving god to catch up with our hearts our hearts are with you god get our feet to catch up with our hearts with where you are there we will, there we will be found too families made whole practicing being perfected in the practice god and that we are not the same person we were yesterday the new creation we are the new is here in jesus name amen